You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with Andy Grant. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but you don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel Show is produced weekly for your growth and enjoyment. Listen to us on podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org slash YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Real Men Feel is brought to you by The Good Men Project. Visit goodmenproject.com for more of the conversations no one else is having. Your reviews, comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. And, you know, my favorite sort of episodes for Real Men Feel are when I have a man join us and he talks about his own journey of personal growth and spiritual awakening, perhaps, and then goes into the way that he's sharing himself and being of service to the world from, from now on, um, from, from where he is today. And our, our guest this week, I think it really hits that sweet spot. So I want to introduce and welcome to the show, writer, martial artist, and mind-body mastery coach, Dane Dormio. Hey there, Andy. Thank you for the welcome, and it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm psyched to have you here. You've, uh, you know, I've, I've had plenty of guests and met plenty of guys that are martial artists that, that practice in some way, but I haven't found, uh, come across anyone that kind of, you've used some terminology that I'm not familiar with, and you, you talked about, um, that you're an internal martial artist or that internal martial arts have really been part of your journey. So can we start, can you, t what, what do you mean by internal martial arts? Sure, that's as good a place to start as any. Um, and I, I guess I, I would say I consider myself an internal martial artist, but I think I can speak more broadly to something you mentioned that I, I use terminology that you're not familiar with. Um, uh, I use, terminology is tricky with with what i do and with it with martial arts i find because martial arts is accurate it's a term that i use and of course people say what kind of martial arts and usually there's some some kind of lineage or tradition that you uh that that you um are uh affiliated with and um and what i i i have i have a a very broad background in traditional martial arts um but what I do is I in 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 the in the arena in the realm of martial arts, I teach a system called martial energetics, which is not a which is while its uh, influence has its roots in um, many uh, traditional systems and styles, it is not itself a traditional style or lineage. It's a modern day synthesis uh, of ancient wisdom and modern day scientific principles um so and 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 the main um i i would say it's it is recognizable as an internal martial art for someone who's familiar with what that is not a traditional internal martial art but an internal martial art in the sense that um the uh, a very simple distinction that i make is is external martial arts which is what most people are familiar with the emphasis is on jumping around and uh kicking high and backflips a lot of in other words um uh calisthenics and and uh physical um uh physical fitness um and in internal martial arts the focus is on sensitivity internal awareness and an mm -hmm. internal bodily sensation um so the the main uh, martial arts that I have been influenced by, I've, as I, I've, I've studied a lot of different martial arts, and 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 the, the main ones that I've been influenced by are ones that nobody has heard of, uh, <laughs> but a Kung Fu Sansu and Bok Fu Pai, which are both 
uh, they're both traditional Chinese uh, family lineages. Um, and they don't really have anything in common other than that and the fact that um, the, the family lineage holder in both of these styles happened to, um, I mean, each, each one of the family lineage holders in these styles happened to live in San Diego um, in, in the last few decades. And, uh, and I have lived there for a few decades. It's been my home base. And I learned from students of both of these guys. And um, Bat Fu Pai is, a, is an internal martial art. I just say Tai Chi when people say, what do you do? I say Tai Chi because it gets you in the ballpark of, of thinking it, it's gentle, uh, it's slow moving. You know, most people think Tai Chi and they think old people in the park early in the morning uh, in silk pajamas moving slowly. <laughs> and then it's really not too far from that. It's not that, but it's, it, it is, it is kind of like that. That's, that'll get you in the ballpark. Um, but uh, Bak Fu Pai is just another internal martial art, and uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's a Chinese family, uh, traditional family style. And internal martial arts, another way to, to characterize all internal martial arts is uh, internal martial art is um, internal martial arts are Qigong applied to martial arts, applied to self defense and kung fu. So um, internal martial arts are all forms of Qigong, and then. The, the other uh, traditional family lineage that I have largely been influenced by is Sansu, or often called Kung Fu Sansu. And it's not exactly an internal martial art. It's basically the, the progenitor of modern day reality-based self-defense. Um, and those are, uh, that's, those are the, the two prime influences that are, are kind of the, the, the traditional influences um, in, in the system of martial energetics. Cool. So and when did you first get into martial arts? When did you meet these kind of local uh, teachers? Well, those, those are two different questions, actually. Um, but when I, when I first got into martial arts, that's, that's a great place to start because I, I was actually into martial arts since I was a kid. Uh, basically, when uh, when I was ten, I I I was so into the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so this so this was an internal martial arts at that point then. <laughs> no 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 no. Uh, that's that's a, that's a, that's a good observation actually. Um, I was I was so into the Ninja Turtles. I basically wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I, I actually I still do want to be a Ninja Turtle as a matter of fact. It's good to have goals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When I was when I was ten, my parents signed me up for Taekwondo lessons, best Christmas present ever, and it was it was it was you know the local Taekwondo school, local ATA school, and I had signed up at ten, had a black belt at twelve, had my second degree black belt at fourteen. It was it was that kind of a, a thing, uh, and it started me on a path of learning and and, and studying, um, and and basically from then uh, on. Uh, I was continuously studying or practicing some kind of martial art, and um, for the first 12 years, um, they they were all external martial arts, as as you observed. Um, the emphasis being on calisthenics and and uh, and um, physical fitness. And I, I actually tried Tai Chi once when I was in college, and I didn't have the patience for it. Um, but it was after I graduated from college and uh i that was when i uh originally moved to san diego for the first time to attend graduate school and that i guess there's some context that's relevant here i i grew up in the bible belt as a rational empirical atheist uh in 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 the bible belt in arkansas and was and i, and I had no sense of spiritual uh, awareness whatsoever. Um, I, I in college I majored in math and physics. I went to a liberal arts school, so you study a little bit of everything. And as my religion class, I took a class in Buddhism, and learned about the the philosophies and the the, the ideas and stories, which I I, I loved because I was into old stories like that, like the like the uh, 
the the Greek pantheon. I you know loved that as a kid, and and uh, I read the Panchatantra. There's a copy of that sitting around my house. And, um, so there's a lot of interesting stories, ideas, and and one that that didn't 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 mean a lot to me, but it, but it kind of stuck with me at least in the back of my mind was the story of of the experience of Satori, which is the instantaneous awakening where Prince Gotama sits under the Bodhi tree and then Satori, the instantaneous awakening experience happens and then the Buddha, the awakened one arises. And it didn't, it didn't, didn't really mean anything to me at the time. It's an interesting story. Uh, but then when I went to graduate school in, uh, in San Diego and I, started looking for a uh, new town, new martial arts schools to go to. And I started going to a place that was called the Kung Fu Academy. I thought, okay, cool, Kung Fu, some new martial arts. It turned out it taught internal martial arts, which if I had known that, I probably wouldn't have gone. If it had said the Tai Chi Academy on the flyer, I, I probably would have just glanced, you know, moved around and by. But um, it was, it was uh, based on internal principles, which means essentially – awareness of internal sensation, body regulating and coordinating body, breath, and mind together. Um, and I started just playing around with stuff, paying attention to what it felt like, experimenting with movement, with breath, with concentration. And there was a particular moment that I, that I recall very clearly where it was just another evening I was in my room about six months within about six months after I began practicing this way I was in my room just moving training practicing one evening and then all of a sudden there was like a light switch and everything in the universe changed everything was different everything was different and at the same time everything was exactly the same nothing had changed nothing had actually changed except for my way of perceiving and experiencing reality and cognitively processing the stream of information and i the first thought i had was that's what they were talking about. That's what that was. Oh, I, I know what that is. That's that's what ha that just happened. Uh, it was, that, that that Buddhism class I took, Satori. That's what that that's what they were talking about. <laughs> and I I I hadn't thought about it. Didn't know a lot about it. But basically, this I I recognized right away that this profound ex spiritual experience that people spend decades in intense and rigorous pursuit and cultivation of had just fallen out of the sky and hit me on the head. So, so what, what so saying that everything changed and nothing changed, what was different to make you notice that something had happened? Well, everything and nothing, but I, I have, there's, I have a good, a good metaphor for that. If you, if you, if you can do this right now, can you see your nose? No. Are you sure? Is it there in your peripheral vision? Yeah. All right. It's a kind of. When I really like, try to see it. Yeah, I can get a glimpse of it. Oh, it's okay. So now you can see it, and now that you see it, you just—it's—it's it's been pointed out to you, and you notice it, and you realize, oh, it's actually been there all along. Okay. So it's different, and it's completely the same. Okay. So it's more. Uh... A change in your own awareness. Yes, your mode of perceiving and processing information. And yes, and and once you have seen it, you can't unsee it. There's and I've 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 learned, gone on to study and, and learn and, and and read about this, and there's various things have been written down and um and and the what's generally agreed upon is there's uh there's three components. There's the instantaneous awakening, which happens in an instant. There's the peak state, which is transient and can be anywhere from hours to weeks to months. In my case, it was three months, which is a pretty good run. It was like three months 
of of like being the movie Limitless, mm. where you take the pill and it unlocks the actual everything else. It was it was like that for three months, but also at the same time being a complete baby, a complete infant, completely relearning everything about how to move and to breathe and to just be in my body and exist in the world. It was it was pretty trippy, and then eventually that goes away. But what remains and 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 can never go away completely is the residual awareness and because once you've seen something you can't unsee it um so that was a that was one of the major transitions or 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 shifts of my life that came about as a result of practicing internal martial arts and i can't practice i, I can't promise that uh that that if you do it again what you know happen to you happen to you but um, it's not in the brochure at six months, you'll experience this, the switch. Right. But, but, but what I, what I, what I have found through going on to study the, the principles of states and navigating the states and stages of unfolding spiritual awareness and the principles of integrating and regulating body, breath, and mind together that unlocked that um that awareness for me i i i can't i can confidently say that by studying these principles of mind body mastery one can navigate these are tools that one can use to direct and steer and navigate towards the optimum experience of life Whoever you are, wherever you are, these are the the tools of self-regulation that provide the basis for an optimal experience of life. Cool, that's very cool. So, I have no experience with with martial arts. So, and so I always thought that any sort of practice was there was always this very spiritual aspect to it. So, but you're saying, you know, from since starting your external martial arts at age ten. That did not come with any sort of spiritual experience. It didn't make you. It didn't affect your awareness. There was nothing like that. Not not built in, and and not not in, no. I mean, not like inherent in in the practice. Not to say someone could not. You know, you can use anything as a as a as a spiritual path if, if you're conscious about it. Okay. But um, but they're but they're um, they're physical tools. They're not spiritual tools. Traditional. Speaking of. Of, of traditional and external martial arts generally they're they're physical tools they're great for getting in shape and great for lots of things they're the same kinds of things that any kind of physical exercise and activity are good for but they don't uh inherently convey the the mind body component gotcha cool so you've talked about the you mentioned mind body mastery and i i know that you are a mind body mastery coach and i believe you you recently you have a Mind Body Mastery Academy now, correct? Yeah, Mind Body Mastery Academy is my coaching business, and I there's a few things that I have online in the way of resources. We have an online learning community that has 12 hours and and growing of instructional footage, and this is material that is is designed for not for people who are martial artists. If you are a martial artist, this will help to improve your martial arts. But this is material that's designed kind of as a human owner's manual, mm -hmm. principles and practices that you can use to optimize your experience of life for anybody, regardless of, of who you are, what you do, or, or what your situation is. If you are looking for tools to regulate and integrate your body, breath, and mind together and bring your entire being into congruence and unlock your potential in whatever area of life if you want to i mean they're tools for optimal performance uh, optimal human performance in any area that are accessible and usable for anybody regardless of whether you have a background in martial arts or not cool so it's 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 not just a physical fitness sort of thing and it's not just uh um, I, I set some goals and, and achieve my business objectives. It, it's, it's encompassing everything. Yeah, it's there. There are there are components of both of those things, but the 
the I, I mean, the, the simple mission statement is your business depends on you. So it's about making uh, making your environment and your systems and and uh, and and optimizing your tool, which is your 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 mind body energy system. So what sort of people do you work with most is is it entrepreneurs business people is it people from looking for do they start thinking it's physical fitness or, or how's that how does that develop well i i there's my I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my coaching journey which i i actually made the decision to pursue coaching as a career about 10 months ago um and this this work is based on two spiritual awakenings that I've had. One is, is one that I already described, and, and another one was one that happened around the same time, around three years later. And it was of a different but related nature. And then fast forward uh, 10 plus 13, 14 years, however long it's been, um, a lot of stuff's happening, but I'm developing these mind-body mastery tools and using them to improve the uh, improve the state of my own existence and help people to improve theirs. And I, I made the conscious decision to pursue coaching as a career only about 10 months ago. And that, that's been a whole journey in and of itself and has gone through stages, including being a sponge and trying to soak up everything and join every group and, and watch every webinar and read every book and essentially drink the ocean. And then I remembered the advice to listen to everyone's advice and then ignore all of it. <laughs> Which essentially means take it in, let your, your massively distributed neural net uh, process, integrate the information, and then, and then make your decision and execute. Uh, based on your accumulated awareness and wisdom and instinct. Mm -hmm. And what I got the real clear guidance at this time that I just need to get out there and help people, right. as many people as I can, however I can, whoever I can, ideally using the tools of mind-body mastery that I've been developing. And realizing having that realization and, and making that decision, a lot of things crystallized in my life around it as I knew that they would, because there's two things that I've observed about the universe. One is that the universe rewards hard work of the right kind, but not necessarily in the ways that you would expect. And the other is that if you do anything over and over again enough times you'll start to notice patterns you'll be able to develop processes and systems you'll be able to become more efficient and effective and and this was a key insight for me personally where i was because i i was for a long time i was in a kind of a paralysis by analysis state you know i was trying to figure out who's my target market and my ideal client my avatar and what and you know how do I speak to their their pain points and and all of this stuff? Yeah, you watched all the webinars. Yep, I can tell. <laughs> you know, we picked up on all the buzzwords. You know, I was trying to you know define all this stuff and and I and and I realized that I just need to get out there and help people and and what I've what I've realized is I the the people that I can help I they really don't conform to any any kind of simple demographic mm -hmm. i could i could possibly identify it's the psychographic is what is most significant and i've and i've found i i there's 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 a certain process that i've developed for that that it's it's a it's a it's a, a an overview and analysis process that I that I've developed that helps people to gain 
insight into where they are in life, what's working and what's not working, and gain some inspiration about what they'd like to do right away to move towards or move more rapidly towards the optimal experience of life and and realizing their current goals and envisioning their next ones and that sort of thing. So, so is that kind of the, the, the closest thing there is to, you know, n- not in nature and ideal, but the, the kind of things that you enjoy helping people achieve the most or the kind of people that are coming to you that just something's missing and they're not sure what this kind of like vague improvement of life. That is, a, that is a great way to put it. Yes. And, uh, or, or maybe they, they have some idea what it is, but they're stuck, but yes, I very much enjoy it. And, and I love doing this work. And, and what I, what I found is that this process is very helpful. And it's actually something I don't have to coach people at all just by going through the process and answering certain questions in a certain order they they tend to gain these insights and inspirations into their own life without me having to really give any input um but i i found that people in all walks of life from it, people who are highly functioning and um and uh and and uh have lots of achievements in their in their history uh or people who are homeless and living in their car are able to gain these benefits and inspirations as long as they're in a place in life where they're ready to grow and expand that really is the main qualification if you're in a place where you're ready to grow and expand these are tools that are specifically designed for that purpose that are specifically optimized for that purpose and can be used by i literally i think anybody i think anybody to to achieve that kind of breakthrough yeah and, and i love that that point that and and, it, and it's hard to define but what what you can't help no one can help themselves until they're ready to help right and yeah. like I, I don't know about you, but I often have people come talk to me about hiring me as a coach for someone else. Like, oh, that person really needs right, right, help, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not really how it works, you know? Yeah. 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 So, and I, and I know that you, uh, I think it was fairly recently, you, you spent like eight months in Nepal. Was that, was that recently? Yes, it, yeah, it was. It was actually coincidentally. It was it was right right about the time right after I, I made that decision to pursue coaching as a career was the was when I was invited to Nepal to teach martial arts to kids by a nonprofit organization dedicated to fighting human trafficking and I I was there for as long as my I as long as my tourist visa would last I was there for eight months so I, and I I just actually just got back. Uh, into the U.S. about ten weeks ago. Wow! Uh, and and so was it always was, your goal to stay there that long, or was, did that just keep ex, ex, extending your stay? Well, um, I, I I went there with an indefinite agenda, okay. uh, but I was I I was I was ready to to commit and to uh, follow through and to follow um, follow spirit wherever it was leading me and i i worked with the uh, the children at a number of different schools and and children's homes and um uh and just with uh with children that were um that that i would uh play with in just kind of like a, in a public setting um they're like basically where they all hang up where all the kids hang out in the park and start doing martial arts and pretty soon one of them comes up and let's see what i'm doing then another one comes up and you know it kind of organic spontaneous sort of yeah yeah and and i and i just i i was it was i was i was expecting it to be very rewarding work and i and it was just I, I, could, I couldn't even imagine or, 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 or convey just how, how rewarding I found it to be. And, um, and I, I just wanted to, wanted to keep doing it and, uh, and for, for as long as I could. And 
Um, and, and Nepal tourist visa lasts five months in the calendar year and a, um, uh, a volunteer visa, which is a form of work visa, is, is um, uh, not, a, not a trivial matter to get. And they're, you know, so various, various circumstances um, uh, lined up that it was, it was uh, the, um, the, the, the energy was moving in another direction. Um, and, and I, and I, and I didn't really have any practical options for staying in the country. Um, so I stayed, I stayed as long as I could and I loved every minute of it. And, um, and that was, uh, what I was doing, um, alongside, uh, my pursuing my, my coaching business for, um, for, for that whole eight months. Um, so it was something that I was doing in a in an environment in a third world uh, um, country with basically no kind of social access the the way that that someone here could expect to have and and um, and and decent but but somewhat unreliable internet access and um, and volunteering part time um, and. Um, and and uh, and no um, advertising uh, capital budget or, or you know uh, uh, startup capital to speak of, and and all and I I just working with what I had, the tools I had, and 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 the situation I was in was the most valuable experience I could have imagined for my coaching business because I. I, and and it's and it's made me believe that that literally anybody I think almost anybody at least could be coaching and and probably just about everybody should because something I've come to embrace and adopt is that coaching moves humanity forward coaching is just human beings helping each other to self-actualize and that's something that all of us have the have we're all innate born natural teachers and healers is is uh, is something that i believe and i i believe anybody who who wants to or feels called to can and should just get out there and help people even if it's just as a hobby because we all have our genes so we all have our in our unique intuition and insights and um and we all have our blind spots so Cool. Anybody uh, can and and should be coaching, and that is part of this conscious uh, co-evolutionary journey that we're all on together. So, so I, I love that. That's beautiful. Um, so, is that kind of one? Is that one of the biggest insights you had from your time in Nepal? That that realization that that, that was, coaching uh, is helping. It was it was up there. Yeah, it was definitely definitely up there. Cool, awesome, and. I, I also know that uh, from our previous chat, I, re I recall uh, a, a big focus on on achieving goals and, and organization, organizational skills. Is is that something that that you stress and has helped you in your own experience? Or well, so that's that's actually related to the second spiritual awakening that I mentioned, and that's uh, and it's and it's the the other component of mind body mastery coaching. Um, the uh, the about three years after the the first experience I described, I was living in Houston. I was working in the real estate business, and my colleague shared with me a a copy of the audiobook version of GTD. Uh, are you familiar with Getting Things Done? No, I'm not. Oh, oh, awesome. So GTD, Getting Things Done, is the name of a book and a, and a whole related body of work by a guy named David Allen. It's basically the modern day Bible, personal organization and productivity. And when I listened to this for the first time, it was like totally formatting my hard drive and formatting, defragging, and downloading and installing a new and upgraded operating system. It, 
it fundamentally transformed my perception and experience of reality and my my way of perceiving and processing information. Hmm. And and it also catalyzed a a journey that I've been on ever since of studying and learning and teaching the teaching about the principles of personal organization and productivity is kind of the common mundane term the term that i prefer is information and action management i.e the art of deciding what to do and then doing it hmm. technically the, the most accurate term is executive functioning which is the the cognitive skills associated with independence and autonomy and agency the ability to set and achieve goals um to uh control and foster gratification and um and work towards established objectives efficiently uh to manage and handle information flow um and and so there's 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 two there's two main foundational principles of of the work that i do that are what i call energetic hygiene and informational hygiene hmm. and uh energetic hygiene has to do with the mind body practices of body regulation breath regulation mind regulation and keeping your mind body energy system uh in 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 flow uh and informational hygiene has to do with keeping your informational your 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 cognitive uh, conscious informational systems, your distributed cognition ecosystem, in flow. Cool. I I I uh, I love meeting people that have just new terms and just new spins, and that's so because it, it it just reminds me that there's so much more still out there, right? That uh, exactly. I, I like that everything hasn't been named and discovered or experienced. But, um, I know. Well, when you really get right down to it and start fiddling with the the details of anything, you start to find that the existing terminology just isn't fully adequate or 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 sufficiently nuanced. Or you know, there's 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 constantly new distinctions to create. And that was one thing that I, that I loved about math was it's like this infinite palace that's continually under construction, and and you know, you, there's infinite amount of undiscovered territory waiting to be mapped out so cool. life is like that i love it <laughs> <laughs> so so what are the uh in your own personal experience or or dealing with uh with with clients people you've met around the world what are the most common challenges the most common challenges to people setting goals well that's 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 such a great question I and I, I I really think I really think I need to refer back to an extremely prescient work written in can't recall the specific year, but I'm pretty sure it was early 1950s. Alvin Toffler, Future Shock. Okay. Um, and. Could be wrong. I think he's still no. He died. He just died in the last few years. He was alive and writing until very recently. It was one of the most prescient works ever. And basically, he said, "Well, folks, things are speeding up, and they're gonna keep speeding up, speeding up." And future shock was the term for when. It's 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 in relation to culture shock when you're used to things being a certain way, you go somewhere else where things are very different. You experience culture shock because things are so different, and there's certain symptoms and 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 experiences associated with that, certain feelings and experiences. And um, when when you experience culture shock, you can go back to where you came from, and things are the same. And it's all okay, but future shock is a state where, uh, due to the acceleration of change, things everywhere in general have changed so much that you experience the symptoms of culture shock because things are just so different. 
but there's nowhere to go back to where things are still the same. And it's happening to everybody all at the same time, slowly and subtly at first, but ever accelerating. Hmm. And this, this process, as I said, this was an amazingly prescient work, and, and this is just the gist of it. It's amazingly prescient in many specifics and particulars. Um, this process is is happening, and it's in it's it's you know if you if you think it's bad now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Well, that's what's um, funny that 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 was written in the fifties, which now we're like, oh, what a slow time and easygoing time the fifties were. <laughs> so there, it's it's amazingly prescient. It's amazing, um, but uh, it you know it wasn't you know Bucky Fuller was uh, uh, was envisioning uh similar things and it's and it's it what starts as a trickle turns into a flood um the it has to do with information it has to do with information and and there's there's a theory at the heart of the work i do that i called universal theory of information and it's it's a physical theory um in certain ways very much analogous to einstein's theory of relativity einstein came along and said okay listen up folks energy and mass are actually the same stuff and they can be interchanged and, and the two forms of the same underlying material um and the universal theory of information says uh energy and information are actually two forms of the same stuff they're physically um there's a physical congruence uh physical uh mathematical relationship between them and you can't transmit one without transmitting the other and um the a a human well a, a consciousness a conscious being is a is a a flow of information we're we're a flow of energy a living being is a flow of energy an organism is a flow of energy and likewise in the ecosystem there's a flow of energy through and and uh material comes in at a higher energy state flows through and leaves at a lower energy state and the and the organism or the system extracts energy that it needs to function in the process that's how biology works it's a it's a flow it's a um it's an entropically increasing flow of uh energy and it, that's it's a physics term if you don't know what it means it's not it's not that important uh to get the gist of things um but it's a flow of energy from higher energy states to lower energy um, information consciousness is in an analogous way a flow of information from a lower entropy from a, uh, a higher entropy state to a lower entropy state in other words we our consciousness automatically processes information processes our information and turns it into order just the way same way biology processes food and turns it into energy um, so as a conscious being we are a flow of information we're a system of information and just like biologically uh if, if the if the biological flows of energy are are blocked this is the whole foundational theory of traditional Chinese medicine then illness will emerge in the organism right informationally if the flow of information through our consciousness is blocked then symptoms will manifest in the organism and when i say symptoms what i don't I don't think of ADD and HDAD as illnesses. I think of them as clusters of symptoms that are the precise symptoms that are uh, that come about as a result of uh, a condition I call entropy drag, or essentially where blocked or, or stagnant flows of information to the system. And this is something that, as the general overall flow of information through our civilization increases radically on a radical exponential curve um we're all experiencing uh the uh increased information input flow of information through our lives information overload is a, is a common term um it's it's universal uh it is accelerating and the um the requirement for all of us is to develop tools cognitive tools systems processes habits to um, adjust and adapt to this new high-speed, high-information environment, and that's the the foundation of infor what I call informational hygiene. Cool. Hmm. 
So the pace of change is going to keep accelerating. Mm-hmm. So all of our internal, so what, what what someone might learn and and really work for them well five years ago, isn't necessarily working well for them today. In 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 some sense, uh, yeah, that's going to that is going to be true for everybody in in at least some ways. So the 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 or one of the best ways to navigate life is to really get used to and pr- probably appreciate the rapid state of change. Yeah, well, this this ties back to the theme of Buddhism because it's 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 certainly not a, a new idea, a very old idea. The uh, the um, the only the only constant is change. The nature of reality is change, and um, and the and the definition of suffering in Buddhism is attachment to that which is impermanent. Right. Uh, there's there's a uh, there is a modern contribution to this that um, that David Allen, the, the author of Getting Things Done, that I mentioned, has articulated, um, and it also relates to the the universal theory of information. And but but the, but the way David Allen puts it in Getting Things Done is that it requires energy to change or to maintain anything. And, like, I, I, and I've often found it. I find it. It takes more energy sometimes to stay the same than it does to to allow change. Oh, if if you think evolution is hard work, try standing in the way of it. Right, right, yeah. Try yeah. to stop. Try to stop evolving. Yeah, it, that that's more draining than uh. Then that's where kind of like the resistance comes in, and and fear can make people try to hold on to what they've got harder and harder. Yeah, and yeah, not yeah, change. yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so what about, um, what about achieving goals? So it's the, the, the constant rate of change and all this information, energy coming into us is is making people kind of hesitant or, or challenged to set goals. What if somehow through this, you know, tsunami of information, you've decided, oh, here's something I want to achieve a a goal I have, you know, how, how, how can someone make that happen? in, in the most efficient way possible. Well, well, since you're asking about goals specifically, the most concise thing I think you can say about goals is that, and and this this broadens generally actually to to thoughts. If you, if a goal is is a thought. And, and a belief is a thought that you have over and over again, which is Robert Anton Wilson's definition that I um, that I adopted. Um, uh, the 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 value of a goal is in and I've 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 heard some uh, I've definitely heard some uh, well-known self-development guru or gurus espouse this idea, but I can't um, think uh, think of any particulars off the top of my head, but. If you, the, the value of a goal is in the present moment action that it fosters and inspires. And, and that's the philosophy that I apply to any thought. The value of a thought is in the, the, the present moment action or feeling uh, that it fosters and inspires. And, and likewise, for a belief, a belief is just a thought that you think over and over again. And the value of any belief is in the the feeling and the action the quality of life that it fosters and inspires so um the setting uh i i i can i think of goals as like a target that you set for um for navigation purposes like orienteering you you find a landmark you line up to it you you follow your compass in that direction a certain distance and then you recheck your orientation and set a new target that's in the distance um but it, it gives you the uh the direction of walking it's just like the 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 helm of a ship mm-hmm. um, so it's a goal is kind of like the horizon it's always um you know it's it's always where it is but but here and and now is where your life is happening so more the the, the importance of enjoying the journey as opposed to only the, the destination well, well, that and the present, the present moment action towards the goal that the goal inspires. 
because because you could just enjoy life without having a goal. But the the value of a goal is in the present moment action that it inspires. And there's, I mean, it's in other words, it's, it kind of relates to the principle um, that I that I observed earlier that the universe rewards the right kind of hard work, but not necessarily in the ways that you expect. And I've found this to happen over and over again that I just I set a goal of doing something, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it this way, and I work really hard at doing that, and I put in all this effort, and, and, and dedication, and then that goal that I had set, either that happens, or something even better happens, in a completely unrelated way, from the effort I was putting in, <laughs> you know, so, uh, so may, maybe there's something even better behind that goal that, you know, that, that hasn't come over the horizon yet, you know? Yeah. It's, it's and, and, and I find that this is one of the things of setting a goal helps and can get you inspired and get, get some motivation, inspiration going. But if you're attached only to that goal and a lot of specifics about it, you can miss everything else and the things right. that are better or work. Right. And it's a whole art and a science and it's lots of distinctions to be made. There's a lot to learn about doing it right. And here's something that I bet you've never heard before. <laughs> Uh, since like this sort of thing, that 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 relates to setting goals too. If uh, there's the 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 self help uh, cliche is live every day as if it was your last, yeah. you know, and and like God, how depressing would that be? How inefficient would that be? I mean, if it was my last day, I'd spend it confiding uh, 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 with loved ones, and, and you know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be making plans or setting big goals or yeah, yeah I'd or, wake up I'd wake up broke every next morning I'm like I drain my right, bank account yeah exactly <laughs> like, you know you you couldn't possibly and um and then I get it that you know with the nugget there is live every day as if it could be your last so you don't do anything that you would regret if you got hit by a bus in the next fifteen minutes that's right. Funny. Yeah, right. Don't don't put everything that's important to you off to the next day because you don't know if you'll have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But 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 I I like to say live every day as if you're going to live forever. Because if you're going to live forever, what would you start? Yeah. <laughs> you know what would you invest in? Right. What that, would you, that requires more planning. And what would you what would you look forward to? And and also if you're in a bad situation. Hey, if you don't do something about it, it's going on forever. Yeah, right. So I like, I like to I like to imagine the possibility of what I'm going to live forever, and what you know what would I start today yeah. if I if I have forever to to work towards it. You know, that's I'm I'm pretty sure you won't hear that uh, meme floating around anywhere in the self help <laughs> the self help world. Um, so you talked about and, and shared with us that you've, you've had, you know, the, these two big spiritual awakenings and, you know, I, I meet lots of people, men and women that are kind of searching for that. So do you have any sort of advice for someone that like, oh, I want that away, you know, how, what, what steps do I take to, to have my, you know, to flip the switch, to, to realize something else, you know, they're waiting for, you know, I, I guess they're, they're waiting for like some experience that proves they are spiritual perhaps yeah 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 that's 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 a really good question um and, and I, I know there are there are a lot of people that can relate to that um it's and it's it's i i think it's a a condition as old as humanity to be honest um i in my experience from from what I can say, I think the fact that I was not seeking it and really had no consciousness of it whatsoever was a big factor in the reason why it happened to me, both times actually. Um, and and what, one, a, a quote that I read after, after this happened, and it was in a book by some, someone who had a similar experience. And one of the things, one of the aspects of the residual awareness is, was I could read the writing of certain people 
and tell that they had had the same experience. Even whether it was writing about it, or like, or like reading uh, Herman Hesse, I could tell just by reading his novels, I could tell he had had the same type of experience. And, and, and there was uh, a book called Spiritual Enlightenment, The Damnedest Thing by a guy named Jed McKenna that I was reading. He's, he's written a few books about this and he's, he's, he's the, the real deal authentic, I can just tell by um, uh, the, there is a quote in, in, in the front of the very like front of his book that said supposedly the Buddha said there's absolutely no purpose whatsoever to pursuing spiritual enlightenment <laughs> and it was it was so perfect when I read that was, it's so perfect it's so true don't waste your time that's that's kind of what i heard like heard being like don't waste your time folks it's really it's it doesn't solve any of your problems it does not solve any of your problems um the the most immediate thing that happened for me uh following upon the um the first of these uh experiences was i dropped out of graduate school moved to Houston to go into the real estate business with an old college buddy, ended up getting involved with a professional scam artist, uh, accrued over a million dollars worth of mortgage debt on uh, over leveraged properties within nine months. And uh, let me just say it was it was not by any means the end of my troubles. In many ways, it was just the beginning <laughs> so it's it's um that's that's the first thing i would say to to somebody who relates to to what you're talking about is pursuing it is probably not the best thing to do um now the other thing i would say is mind body practices and and specifically these these two paths i'm describing of energetic hygiene and informational hygiene Personal organization and productivity is an enlightenment practice. It absolutely is an enlightenment practice, and it can be pursued as such, the same way that meditation or or uh, or qigong or or other things can be. Um, and, and 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 on the other hand, I'll say those things aren't a waste of time. Your mind body practices are valuable. They're extremely valuable, as as performance optimization practices as as uh things to pursue for the sake of health wellness longevity performance enhancement and spiritual development um so there there absolutely are valuable tools and and communities and coaches i mean it's not something that happens in isolation generally it happens in relationship with communities and with teachers um and it's also not something that happens as a big like orgasmic epiphany in all cases it's something it's sometimes it's this thing that it's something that happens as an accrual of um of uh of emerging awareness over time um and uh and it and it might end up just being like your nose right in front of your face and it was actually there all along but you just didn't you you noticed it, but you didn't notice that you noticed it. <laughs> so um, there's, in fact, the, the, the mind body. In, in terms of mind body tools, this is this is what I teach. The coaching, the the work that I do specializes in, in fact, both of these areas um, of mind body tools and uh, personal organization and productivity tools, and. The foundational mind-body practice that I recommend for everybody is Qigong, which is um, it's a modality of traditional Chinese medicine. It's it's essentially breathwork, meditation, and exercise, typically gentle exercise, all rolled into a single activity. So it is that's what makes it so powerful as a healing modality, as a mind-body practice. It's something that I think virtually anybody can do. And it's a it's the foundational mind body practice that I recommend because it's a the most complete 
and robust mind-body practice in its own right. And it's built upon the three regulations, body regulation, breath regulation, mind regulation, and the non-exertion principle and the pleasure principle. The three regulations are the foundation of any mind-body practice. So, so by studying and, and learning about the three regulations, you can uh, have the greatest um, success and, and uh, progress with whatever mind-body practice you prefer. And the three regulations and, or, I'm sorry, the non-exertion principle and the pleasure principle are the keys to removing willpower as an obstacle or a limiting factor from doing or achieving anything. The non-exertion principle says, don't force, don't strain, don't overexert, don't try too hard. The pleasure principle says, do it so that it feels good. If it feels good, you're doing it right. If it doesn't feel good, you're doing it wrong. And these two principles can be applied to anything to conserve willpower so you don't need it for, um, so you don't need to expend your mental energy on willpower and you can use it on making uh, good decisions and, um, and, uh, and, and using your, your cognitive faculties to their, uh, their highest uh, capacity. Right. So, so you're not, you're not wasting all your time and effort exerting on something that doesn't feel good, but you're doing it because someone said you should. <laughs> that would be, that would be an excellent example. Right. Um, it's, it, it, it comes down to flow state, which is uh, a term from modern psychology. Qigong is the one of the oldest, if not the oldest um, flow state practice. And, and so it's, it's not only the ideal foundation for any, for, for any mind-body practice you want to pursue, it's also the ideal and uh, in the, in the original, if you will, for human performance optimization practice. Cool. It's, it's there. Never, so I've, I've studied positive psychology and flow states, and I have not heard, of, you know, taking the ancient Chinese practices and, oh, that's a flow state. That's, it's always yeah. been here. Yeah. Absolutely. And so if you're, if you're into flow states and that sort of thing, uh, if you haven't looked into, into uh, Tai Chi and, 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 and Qigong, that's, um, that's a really uh, valuable um, field to, uh, to, to look at through that lens. Cool. Well, I, I really found this to be fascinating, and I, I, I love the, the combination and interplay between the, the, information, the, informational, the information, the energetics, uh, the regulation, um, you've you got some great stuff going on, and, and thanks for sharing all your experiences. Uh, what, what's the best way for people to, to discover you and get in touch? Well, uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook, and I am, uh, first and foremost, I'm just happy for people to reach out to me directly on Facebook. Um, I'm, uh, I'm happy to connect. And there are uh, a couple of pages that I have. Um, there, I, I have, I have content on, on Facebook and on YouTube, um, at Mind Body Mastery Academy and Chai Chi Tai Chi. Um, and the, the online learning community that I mentioned, uh, is, uh, is hosted on uh, Patreon. It's it's also Chai Chi Tai Chi, and um, there's uh, there's over 12 hours and growing of instructional content there, and there's also uh, a lot of great content on our YouTube channel and on Facebook. So for content, those are the places to go um, for uh, contacting me about coaching or just to make friends. Um, just uh, reaching out to me through my Facebook profile is awesome. Super. Awesome. So, uh, and we'll put all those links in, in the show notes that you can find at realmenfeel.org uh, and also on the Good Men Project. And yeah, I, I want to thank you for, for your time and again, sharing all of your experiences and all you're doing for, uh, you know, from, from the kids in Nepal to the, the lost people in San Diego or wherever you may be finding and helping people. And uh, I, I just love when when people experience their own awakening, their insights, their ahas, whatever you want to call it, and that's their motivation to then serve and help others. And you're you're doing that all over the place. So it's certainly been a long and interesting journey. 
And I, I really uh, am glad to have the opportunity to share. So thanks a lot, Andy. Awesome. So thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And uh, for more conversations that most men aren't having, visit the Good Men Project at goodmenproject.com. Um, we're glad to hear from you anytime. Post a review, a rating. Visit us at realmenfield.org. Check us out on Facebook. And we'll talk to you again soon. Be well. Thank you for listening to Real Men Field. Reach out to us at realmenfield at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. Until next time, visit realmenfield.org or the Real Men Field Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Field. Visit goodmenproject.com for more of the conversations no one else is having.